Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 907. Is it time to leave your relationship? And, before you get out of bed, seven ways to be happy all day. Both by Shana Olmsted of shanaolmsted.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ORD. Today, for this two-in-one episode, I am your host, Greg Audino, and today I've got two short posts for you from Shana Olmsted, one of our regular contributors. We're going to start by addressing a tough phase of relationships in her post about whether or not it might be time to leave one, and then we will wrap up on a more lighthearted note about how you can bring more joy and happiness to each day before you even get out of bed, whether you're single or not. That's a lot to get through, so let's hop in right now and start optimizing your life. Is it time to leave your relationship? By Shana Olmsted of shanaolmsted.com. If you're listening to this, you probably have some questions about your relationship. You may have questioned it from the beginning and ignored your intuition. Maybe you are becoming more and more aware of problems between you and your partner. A betrayal or crisis may have occurred that has changed the relationship. Anytime these questions come up, they present an opportunity to examine the role you are playing in your relationship and grow in the process. Ignoring your intuition We usually come into our relationships with some emotional baggage from our past. Sometimes we are drawn to partners who aren't good for us because we are unaware of our old baggage. We usually get signs or red flags along the way, that we ignore because we think it will get better. For example, if you were raised in a household in which one or both parents were emotionally distant, you may be drawn to an emotionally distant partner. You may tell yourself that your partner will probably change, and if you could just do or say things a little differently, they would understand. You may have tried many things to fix or change the relationship, but nothing works. Problems are getting worse. Waiting and hoping for someone to change doesn't work. You most likely know this by now, but still don't know what to do. Wishing someone will change and getting angry at them for being who they are doesn't help. You've tried to explain to them over and over how you feel, but they just don't get it. You're probably frustrated and confused, thinking, why don't they understand? Crisis happens. When we keep trying to make a relationship work without changing the underlying issues, things come to a head. Then conflict or a severe breach is bound to happen. Sometimes it's an affair or another betrayal, or sometimes the feelings of helplessness and loneliness just get too intense to ignore anymore. Should I stay or should I go? Leaving a relationship is usually a difficult decision. 
Nobody wants to hurt someone or be hurt. It can also be a scary thought to be without a relationship partner. Here are some questions to ask yourself when considering whether to leave a relationship. Number one, have I considered my role in the problems? It's very easy to think all problems in the relationship are your partner's fault, but there are always two sides. Taking responsibility for your contribution gives you more power and choice. Make a list of things you can do to make the relationship better and try them. Number two, am I clear on what I need from my partner? We don't get what we need out of a relationship if we don't know what we need. Take some time to think about which of your needs are not getting met. Are these needs reasonable? Number three, have I communicated my feelings and needs to my partner? Once you are clear on your part and what you need from your partner, it's time to tell them. Number four, is my partner open to discussion and working on the relationship? If the answer is yes, great, you found a possible potential match. Continue the work on knowing yourself, communicating your needs, and increasing connection. Know that there's hope. As long as each partner is willing to do their own work, things can change. If you're still having trouble but want help, please consider couples therapy to work through any leftover problems. If the answer is no, you have another problem. If you have done the previous steps and your partner is not open to communication and change, you may have to consider moving on. Ending relationships is difficult and shouldn't be taken lightly. However, a breakup is always an opportunity to grow and know yourself more as well. Questioning your relationship means something needs to change in order for you to feel at peace. The process of change may feel uncomfortable, but being stuck probably feels worse. You deserve to be happy and at peace in or out of a relationship. You don't need to feel stuck anymore. Before You Get Out of Bed, 7 Ways to Be Happy All Day by Shana Olmsted of shanaolmsted.com How do you usually feel in the morning when you wake up? How intentional are you about how you want to feel for the rest of the day? There are some secrets that happy people know. By adopting some new morning habits, you can set your day up to support happiness. The steps are pretty easy and just take a little time each day. Number 1. Before jumping out of bed and getting a start on your tasks, take a little time to set your intention for the day. It can be too easy to rush into the day with everything you need to get done. Taking a few moments to decide how you want your day to go can make a big difference in how you feel. For example, Today, I decide to be kind to myself. Number two, find something to read that makes you feel inspired and read a bit before getting out of bed. Place a daily inspiring quote book or other spiritual or uplifting text by your bedside table. This will remind you of some positive truths and help ground you before you get lost in the daily hustle. Number three, next, take five minutes of quiet reflection. Close your eyes, focus on your breath, let your thoughts go and keep coming back to notice your breath. Just five minutes of mindful meditation in the morning has been proven to reduce anxiety and promote well-being throughout the day. Number four, before leaving bed, take some time to think of what you're grateful for this day. Writing down three things you're grateful for increases a sense of well-being and compassion that will help you feel at peace throughout the rest of the day. Number five, Write down positive affirmations. 
This can increase your motivation and the possibility of bringing what you want into your life. For example, filling a page with the phrase, I am confident, happy, and grounded, can rewire your brain and set the tone for a positive and peaceful day. Number six, remind yourself of your strengths and paying attention to them first thing in the morning. You can set yourself up to notice positive things throughout the day. Reminding yourself of the things that make you feel safe, healthy, and connected can help prime your brain to be more aware of the positive things all around you every day. Number seven, the final step is to remind yourself to check in with yourself throughout the day. Promise yourself to notice if anything feels imbalanced so that you can bring yourself back to the peaceful feeling you started the day with. Nurture compassion for yourself if you forget during the day. We all forget sometimes. Practice gently reminding yourself and bringing any worry, fear, or stress back to peace. The more you practice with awareness, the more this conscious practice will become an integrated habit and part of who you are. Altogether, this should only take about 10 to 15 minutes each morning. Over time, you can see the benefits and look forward to this time to connect with yourself each day. The secret sauce to happiness is awareness of unconscious thoughts and feelings, and the intention of shifting negative thoughts or beliefs to more helpful and supportive ones. If you can start your day with the awareness and peace of mind as your goal, you are well on your way to setting up a morning of peaceful awareness. With repetition and practice, this will gradually become a whole day, and over time, a lifetime of more peace, happiness, and joy. You just listened to the post titled, Is it time to leave your relationship? And, before you get out of bed, Seven Ways to Be Happy All Day, both by Shana Olmstead of shanaolmstead.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A couple of really great posts by Shana today. I think her words in each of these posts are particularly effective to people in the circumstances she's laid out, those who are unsure of the future of their relationship and those who are looking to get off to a better start in the morning, respectively. But that does not mean that these lessons need only apply to those people. As with most of the content we read, many of the problems our authors bring solutions to would exist much less frequently if those solutions were exercised in daily life no matter what was going on. For example, constantly questioning the role we play in our relationships, being honest about our needs, and actively listening to our partner's needs, that's something we should be doing all the time. There is no need to only deploy such tactics when the relationship is on the brink of failure. So, with these posts and all posts, Consider how their lessons can be beneficial to you even if you've not yet found yourself in the precarious circumstances under which the writing is mostly geared towards. It's been a long one today, friends. So with that, I am going to wrap this episode up. Thank you so much for being here today and for sticking with me through two wonderful yet very different posts from the same gifted writer and therapist, Shana Olmstead. We will be back tomorrow to do more of what we do best. So come on back then, where your optimal life awaits.